What did you think of the um, Matrix Resurrections trailer today? Uh, so I really liked it. It um, it's kind of like they gave you stuff in the movie, and they kind of like gave you an idea of what it might be about. But then you're also kind of like, like I'm not really a hundred percent sure like what's going on like did you you watched it right yeah i you know i'm always hesitant to watch trailers but i ended up watching this one yeah um so like the the use of the pills like i'm so curious like what (laughs) like what is going on uh i think the cool thing though with the idea of like the matrix and shit is uh they tell you in the second movie that there's different iterations so like Mm. it's almost like you have to go into this like assuming that this world is just gonna be this world and this is how it is right like and you can't relate it back to any of the other movies which is like really fucking cool yeah yeah i'm interested like so you know i'm not big on watching trailers but what i liked about this trailer was that it was oh great no my dog wants to play no not right now go lay down <laughs> jazzy I knew this, you know we were just talking before this about you know dogs witching hours like when they want to play Here and he of is. course this is why we record late because he's usually asleep yeah yeah yeah. actually more for the baby but um no what i was saying was you know this was actually a pretty long trailer but i actually liked it because it you have no idea like what's going on mm-hmm. and it's not like they're showing you, you know, some trailers just show like a big action set piece yep. in it. And like it didn't. It was just like a series of images with very vague things talking about like what they're talking about. You know, the Matrix movies, you know, they're confusing as hell. Right. Um, you know, I still don't know what the heck the architect, who the architect is. I mean, I kind of do. I have an idea now. But, you know, I think that's why I really like the trailer. And I'm just super stoked for this and i didn't realize it's actually only by one of the wachowski sisters it's, yeah it looks like it's just directed by lana wachowski lana wachowski yeah yeah i forget um i forget her other the the other sister's name it's blanking me for a second but yeah so it was only directed by the one apparently but i don't know i'm pumped i didn't realize lauren fishburne he's not back for this it seems like i didn't know that no yeah i mean not, you didn't see him. You saw kind of someone else who looks like. Yeah, is it supposed? To, yeah, it's efficient. the guy. I don't know his name, but he's from um, um, uh, Watchmen. He's from the TV show Watchmen. Uh, oh yeah, and he's name. in the new Candyman movie. Um, yeah, yeah. He looked so he looked like Morpheus, but was it him? I I assume. Yeah, I'm not really sure, but. So I think it's cool because this like falls right into the um, uh, oh I'm gonna murder his name. It's like ya- Yahya Abdul uh, Yahya Abdul Mateen. Okay, that's the guy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh wow, Tony Todd is in the new Candyman movie. That's cool. <laughs> I gotta um, see the new Candyman. Yeah, I know. We gotta watch that one. But yeah. um, what was I saying? Oh, this like falls right in line. God, it makes you wonder if all this shit is planned. Like, <laughs> fuck, we're in a simulation. But uh, <laughs> it's like it almost falls in line with, like, the whole Marvel multiverse and what they're going to do with the Flash, like, multiverse. And it's like mm-hmm. the Matrix movie is going to, I feel like, deal with that concept 
like more well in the trailer now. in in the trailer i'm pretty sure i remember seeing like they're watching the original matrix yeah like there so was they're... a shot like it was but it was on like a, a screen like it was in a shot in the background in like a screen a shot I, like a shot of the original matrix so yeah there's but something there's going cool on. shit though too because <laughs> like they walk through a mirror and they like go through to mm-hmm. a different world and then this like, is gonna be all sorts of fucked I don't know. <laughs> right like where it's gonna be but but like i feel like like i have a lot of faith in this movie you know because the first matrix like changed that genre of movie oh yeah for the next 20 yeah. years and oh yeah now... it was it was the starting point of a whole new generation of action movies right yeah and now they're gonna come in and like i really hope they like blow our doors off and like like just fucking kill it with this because mm-hmm. it's gonna it's gonna set like i hope that it's not just like a rinse and repeat idea that we've recently seen or something like that like i hope it's something fresh and new um they were you know the Wachowskis always have something weird up their yeah. sleeves yeah like i'm just really interested to see what is gonna happen because all the movies that you know they do is just forward thinking i mean cloud atlas is is one of the mm-hmm. craziest movies i've ever seen you know like oh i love cloud atlas yeah yeah like i had to watch that back to back like twice in a row because i was like <laughs> the fuck did i just watch <laughs> yeah it's funny with cloud atlas i feel so bad it came out right when i started dating my wife melissa and i didn't realize she at the time she like i didn't realize but she's she's not really into like going to the theaters <laughs> mm-hmm. to watch a movie. So like, Oh, you want to come see this movie cloud Atlas with me? It was like three hours long. And she, like, did she at, go at the time? Oh yeah. She went. Oh, yeah. Cause you know, we were, we, dude, this was literally like a few weeks in the dating. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, she, you know, she came, but I didn't realize until later, like, Oh, you actually, you know, you're not a big fan of the movie theater. You don't like movies. Yeah, dude. She, no, I, she likes movies. She just doesn't really like the movie theater. Nina so. and I saw like three movies together, like within six dates of like doing six <laughs> dates. Like our yeah, like on our first one, we went and saw Little Women. Like, like oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Like just I'm glad she's into them. But she, <laughs> but uh, she, did you see? Did you see the Matrix in the movie theater? No, I honestly didn't see it. It came out in '99, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I didn't see it until like much later like 2008 you know like like when i was like kind of 17 or 18 and i watched it and i was like anybody else that was young i just like mm-hmm. didn't know what the fuck it was and i was like this movie's stupid yeah uh, but then i went jasper back in, like, go college and rewatched it and go in and watched the second and the third one and i just like was obsessed uh yeah and like dove into like the underlying story <laughs> of what's used and there's a lot of like crazy crazy symbolism in the in the matrix movies like they're it's Mm -hmm. ridiculous Um, yeah they're they're one of a kind i still remember the first time i uh i like heard about the matrix like you know it's one of those moments in time where you could still vividly remember it like you remember how in the back of our middle school we were waiting for the buses Mm mm-hmm so like you know at the end of the day you walk to the back of the middle school the buses line up and you hop on there there was a kid in your grade i won't say his name on the podcast but i'll tell you afterwards if you're curious he mentioned he's like dude the matrix is like the coolest movie i've ever seen i remember him saying that to me Mm -hmm. i was like i have no idea like what the matrix is 
because um, you know it was it just it was I remember it was the end of the school year because I think it came out in like May or June or something like that. Anyways, probably a summer but, fo- movie, right? Or yeah, like yeah. But I was like, oh, what's this? I remember finally watching a home video, and I'm like, oh man, this is wild. You know, something. It's wild, yeah. And then and then I was in high school when the other two movies came out, and I'm like, I have no idea what the heck they're talking about. But I still loved it because the action was fun, and yeah. So a lot of but people now got... now is yeah now as an adult they have like a much better appreciation for it for sure. Oh yeah, and then you're also like shit. We're living in the Matrix, but <laughs> it's um uh, I forgot what I was just gonna say. That's I funny. don't know, Whatever. but yeah. So any uh, yeah, it's I think it's coming out around. Oh yeah, twelve. I'm looking at it now. Twelve twenty two. So right before Christmas, and it's cool because it'll be in theaters and HBO Max. But I think that's. I think that's definitely going to be one I'm going to go see in the theater for oh, sure. Definitely yeah. seeing it in the theaters. Oh, I know what I was going to say. Uh, a lot of people didn't like the second and the third one. and Yeah, when it came out, it was pretty – it was critically panned. But yeah. I think it it probably had a good audience rating. Yeah, I mean I get why people feel like they're not good movies or just as good as the first one. But mm-hmm. if you watch and, – and it sucks and it's like annoying to say this. But like – if you kind of like watch them all as one, it makes it just feels a lot better, you know. Mm-hmm. Like I could understand people having like a two year gap and going and seeing like Matrix Reloaded and being like, "What the hell is this thing?" Like you know. Mm-hmm. But um, I th- for a sequel, I think it's really well done. I mean, it builds a world that you don't really see, and it adds and it gives you a better perspective of the overcompassing threat of the machines and it kind of it brings in this like real parallel of like the fight in the matrix and the fight in the real world you know so yeah yeah i'm hoping like all those elements kind of like happen in this movie because you know they're saying that like this is essentially like resetting and this is like essentially like this movie is kind of like the first matrix movie like they're redoing it so i mean you know and and we haven't even said it yet but like give me keanu bro <laughs> give me just keanu. More keanu everybody's yeah. like god he's rocking the john wick look i'm like give, just i mean just how me. he looks yeah. give it to me man like i fucking love that guy <laughs> he is he is like peaking again in his like 50s and if this movie hits it's like give me two more just give me two more know. of them. Like, I don't, <laughs> let me watch him kick ass. Like, there's one part in the trailer where he's doing the thing with. Uh, I'm guessing it's Morpheus. I don't know who he, who his character is, but he's like going to go fight him, and like Keanu like stops him and goes like, "You don't know who I am," and like pushes his <laughs> ass like across the fucking room, and I'm like, "Oh, yeah. this guy can air bend." <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah. oh yeah i'm in i'm i'm so in no i'm in too i'm in you know i'm not gonna watch anymore the trailer i i can't remember anything from the trailer really which is good it's just got me excited for it so yep 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 cool man so that's the matrix but um you know so today we're talking about uh shang chi sorry i think they pronounce it shang chi yeah shang chi and the legend of the ten rings so we'll be having a in-depth discussion on that um but before that we'll do you know a little bit of what we've been watching so i just have a you know i'm not gonna be talking about tv shows because i've been talking about way too much tv so i just have a couple movies i want to talk about but um 
I'll let you go first, Eric. What about you? What have you been up? What have you been watching? Um, so one thing that we were told to watch by multiple people, and uh, it's a show on Netflix called Clickbait. Is that a sh- uh, that's a show or a it's movie? a it's a mini series? So it's like oh, eight, it's like okay. an eight or nine part mini series. Um, it stars uh, Adrian Grenier. Adrian Grenier. Yeah. Grenier. Is that Grenier. 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 I don't know, but he's from Vince from uh, Entourage. Yep, exactly. Um, it's got a. It's it's. This is a crazy show, dude. You guys gotta watch <laughs> it. It is. It is equally fucked as it is like eye opening and almost like it, it's just it's like a scary truth that it kind of like portrays in like the world that we live in today in some weird way of like social media and the internet and the power of it and like mm-hmm. influence and opinion um and just kind of like a uh, mob mentality, but then also like it like flips it on its head and it's just like really, really good storytelling. Um, and it's like, it's honestly, it's impressive that Netflix put this out. Like this felt like a show that would be on HBO max, you know, like mm-hmm. we've watched a lot of uh, shows recently on HBO max that had this similar feel like mayor of East town or, um, What's that Nicole Kidman show about her husband who... Oh, The Undoing. The Undoing. Like, like this felt very much like those two shows. Uh-huh. Um, so, yeah, definitely highly recommend watching Clickbait. Uh, and I will say don't start it late at night because you will not fall asleep. Like, <laughs> like you will just watch... It's one of those shows where, you know, you'll get to an episode... And uh, f- a friend of mine said this to me. He goes, yo, if you get to this episode, you're not going to stop. So, like, you either stop watching when that one starts or you just, like, power through. And uh, <laughs> and that's why we, like, waited. <laughs> we, like, waited a day to do it because it was like, all right, like, we're just going to devote eight hours to this show and uh, just, you know, that's it. So, uh, yeah, it's, yeah. It's definitely on our, you know, on our watch list. My yeah, Melissa and I, we both want to watch that. Uh, you know, I see uh, Adrian Grenier's face on there, and I'm like, I gotta watch it. I haven't seen, I haven't seen really much of him doing anything. I know he, uh, I know he's really uh, into activism for like saving whales and stuff like that, or sea life, or oh really? So he's been like, yeah, he's been doing a lot of that. But you know, it's excited to exciting to see him do you know, something like this again. So you know, that's something I'd really like. Like I gotta get better at, but well, not better at, but like. There's a lot of actors and actresses that probably like quote unquote fall off because of probably something else that they love doing or something, right? Like, so I didn't even know that about him. Ashton Kutchner is like a huge, like, um, like, uh, what do you call it? activist for, uh, like child trafficking and, oh, and yeah. human trafficking and sex trap and like mm-hmm. all that. Like, he's, uh, uh, gone in front yeah. of Congress and stuff, dude. It's like yeah, he's he does a lot. He has that website. Um, I think it's called like a plus dot com or something like that. But oh it's, yeah, it's it. They only share positive news. Uh-huh. Uh huh. You know, all all news is like negative, but their their whole thing is just like positive news. News. I actually interviewed for them a long time ago. Really? Um. Yeah. 
Yeah. Oh, wow. Um, before yeah, they but, were um, kind of big or like they were they were already pretty big yeah, i think it's called a plus i can't see that's you know yeah uh i'm gonna have to look up what it is but uh a is it a plus what the heck is it called oh yeah it is a plus okay phew i got it right yeah um but um what was i saying what were we talking about i forget actors yeah so yeah kind of, yeah actors kind of like yeah, going and doing things. So yeah, I know Andrew Gineer has been doing that. I've been listening to a lot of Victory the podcast, which is an, a podcast about Entourage. It's it's, mm-hmm. it's hosted by Doug Ellen and Kevin McConnelly and Kevin Dillon, and you know they're they're always talking about how they want to try to get a uh, Entourage reboot going on. Um, but Adrian, I guess, doesn't, not sure if he wants to do it, but because he's, they're, they're always talking about how he's out saving the whales or whatever. So well, that's the only also, reason I know. <laughs> I feel like he's also like, like, it's like a typecast for him, right? Like he did it for so long. It was such a, you know, it was an iconic show at the time it was on, you know, like TV yeah. wasn't what it is today where there was so much where it's oh, like, yeah, if you were on a big show, like, like that's why, like, and I know you didn't really care for sopranos when you and mel watched it but like at the time when sopranos came out like that was fucking that was like hbo dude like you were like oh shit you got hbo you pay 20 you gotta tune in every week you gotta tune in every week to watch big like a big deal and it's like entourage was very similar to that dude like like they have fucking flip phones in that show you know like that shit i know (laughs) (laughs) like yeah it, yeah, it's funny like rewatching and seeing like the technologies that they that they use. It. Oh yeah, um, yeah. Well, that's what sucks, you know, not having the like water cooler shows anymore. Like it's mm-hmm. very rare that you get a show that everyone watches and you talk about it the next day at work. You know, Game of like, Thrones killed that dude. Like when they started sucking, like those last two or like two and a half seasons, that was like the last water cooler show. I feel like everybody watched. Yeah, yeah, it's it's pretty rare to you know to get that. Um, you know, I can remember you know before the offices closed, like I remember like the Mandalorian came out, and like I remember that was an episode that we talked about like mm-hmm. every week, like at work or whatever. Like, oh, what's you know what's happening with this or that, and um, but even you know even with like you know the the Marvel shows that have come out recently on Disney Plus, like not you know watching. it's. Yeah, but like I, I was gonna get like our group of friends, we all watch it, and we all, you know, it's funny, it's funny. We in our group chat, we we always say like, "Oh, has everyone watched it? Has everyone watched it?" And then, and then finally, everyone watches it. No one talks about it. I know, like it's crazy. You know, it's like maybe we'll say like one or two things, but then like that's it. There's like no conversation about it. So, like that's even you know that's even tough, but. You know, there's just so yeah, so much content and people watching things at different times. Where yeah, there's just there's just not that anymore, and it sucks. You know, it sucks. There's too many streaming services. Well, no, you, you know what's funny? In the beginning of uh, lockdown last year, everybody watched Tiger King. Tiger King was a big <laughs> thing, yeah, yeah. Because everybody was home, and that like just came out, and it was like. Mm. It was like Jerry Springer and Maury like on steroids on Netflix and uh, yeah. I don't want I don't even want to talk about Tiger King. I, yeah, no, no. Yeah, no, that no, show is such a fad. That's yeah, that's like forgotten now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But um, 
Yeah. What uh what have you been watching? Like what movies have you been going in on? And then I have and then I want to pose a question when you're done. Uh, okay. To see what you say. Uh yeah, so I wanted to bring up this one movie called Alone. Um, have you heard of this? Mm-hmm. I think it's what did I watch it? I think it's I watched it on Hulu. I'll have to double check. Um but uh without giving too much away, pretty much like a woman is, you know, she's she's moving somewhere from like the city to like, you know, the kind of middle of nowhere. I think she like kind of is getting out of like a divorce or she's in a divorce or separation. Actually, I forget what it was, but she's moving. And then she starts um, getting stalked by this one guy. Um, And one thing leads to the next where he kidnaps her. Um, So the movie is just about like her. It is on Hulu. It is on Hulu. Okay. Like this is this is the premise, so it's tough because this all this all happens in the first like I don't know twenty minutes or so. Like, pretty much the premise is she gets kidnapped by this guy, but then she escapes into the world wilderness, and she's got to survive. And then she's got to survive the elements, but also him. Um, and this movie's fucking awesome. This movie's like really good. I was super like I didn't I didn't have much. I, well, I didn't have any expectation going into this. Mm-hmm. Um, but this movie is like really good. The guy who plays the um, uh, seri- like uh, Mark the, ki- the kidnapper, yeah, Mark Menchaca. Uh, I think it's Menchaca. Uh, he's he's most at least for me. He's most known for Russ Langmore in Ozark. Um, mm-hmm. He was in that for like a season or so, but he was really good in this. Um, you know what else he was in? He was what? in uh, uh, the Outsider, dude. Yes. Wait, no. Was he the yeah. outsider? Yeah, I'm looking at it. Right oh, now. you're right. Yeah, he would play Jack Hoskins in The Outsider. Yeah. yeah. Another really good show on HBO Max. But yeah, this this movie's great. Um, the you know the action was really well done. The 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 main actress is Jules Wilcox. I I don't I've never seen her in anything. Apparently, she was in Bloodline, um, and some that. other things. But um, she was she was phenomenal in this. Um, you know I. The the everything that took place outdoors, like you know, it's it's awesome. There's rain. Mm-hmm. There's you know nighttime. You know rapids, uh, some you know kind of gross things going on. Uh, it's a this is a smart movie as well. You know mm-hmm. she's she's a she's not um, an idiot, right? She's like, not an idiot. You know she's she's fighting for her life, and you know it's not you know she she's not dumb. She's making smart decisions. Um, and yeah, there, yeah, it's just great. Um, I don't want, yeah, I don't really want to say too much about it, but you know, this is a good, um, it's not a horror movie. It's definitely like a thriller. Like it, they they seem like they're marking it as a horror, but I would not call it horror. It's more of like a drama thriller to me. It sounds like a drama thriller to me, you know? Yeah. Yeah. On IMDb they say horror on there and like the if you look at the poster, it looks like it's a horror movie. Yeah. Um but yeah, so it's dope. Alone on Hulu. Uh don't get mistaken for the T V show Alone that I think Mm -hmm. we were talking about a while ago. On the History Channel. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So Dude, I'm gonna give this one a. Uh, I'm gonna definitely give this one a watch. This shit looks 
this is like right up my alley because I love like I think yeah outdoor shows and shit. And I'm gonna be like, yo, how's she gonna make fire? Is she gonna make fire? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. I think I think you're really I think you're really enjoy this one. No, so. that's good. Damn, it sucks, yeah. dude. This movie only made global or uh yeah like uh worldwide or whatever you want to call it six hundred and fifty one thousand dollars like yeah it's probably it was probably playing in like a few theaters or something like that you know like but does it feel like an indie film does it feel like that or does it feel i mean it's definitely like a you know i mean it looks beautiful i mean it's shot really well um you know it feels like a low but no i don't want to say feel it, it probably it is a low budget film but it doesn't feel that way i think they really maximize their budget you know it's all shot you know in the backwoods somewhere mm-hmm. uh in you know really beautiful locations but um yeah man it's good check it out yeah and this guy kind of the director of this he kind of just directed a bunch of he directed some episodes for z nation which i think you watched uh and like chicago pd like this is like his first like movie it looks like so his name is john john yams yams Yams. i don't know yeah i don't know sorry guy (laughs) yeah but yeah so i watched that and then do you want me to just go through the other movie i watched uh yeah and then i want to ask my question while talking about a movie well yeah I want to talk All about right, so I'll talk about this other movie real quick. We'll go to the question and then we'll start our conversation on Shang Shang Chi. Um, but have you heard of a uh, Chaos Walking? Mm-mm. So it's it has a lot of star power in it and a big director. And I think it came out I think earlier this year. Um, but it stars Tom Holland, you know, Spider Man, Daisy Ridley. You know, Ray in Star Wars. Uh-huh. Uh, it has Mads Mikkelsen in it. Nick Jonas is in it. Um, it, oh, it has a, it, yeah, I've heard it has a good cast, you know. Um, and phenomenal director, Doug Lyman. He did The Born Identity, Mr. and Mrs. Smith, and one of my favorite movies of all time, Edge of Tomorrow or Live, Die, Repeat. Ooh. Like, you know, this guy, you know, this guy knows how to direct um a movie. He's, Cynthia he's really... Ar- Cynthia Erivo is in this too. Yep, she's in it. Yeah, it's you know really really good movie or really good cast and director. But mm-hmm. so pretty much like I, I'll start with saying I wasn't a big fan of this movie. Um, I love the, the the concept because what it is, you know, they it starts off with like just men in this town. Um, and they're li- you, you know they're living in another planet, but they colonized. You could getting through conversation. They colonized there from um, Earth. You know they left Earth at some point, and they they they're now on this new planet. Mm-hmm. Um, but you find out that there's something that's going on where, for some reason, the men you can hear their thoughts. Um, so like as they're walking around, there's this like kind of purple thing following them uh and you can actually hear what people are thinking uh so it's like a really weird kind of thing that's happening but um pretty much what happens is you know daisy ridley shows up her character shows up 
and then her and Tom Holland's character, they kind of have to, you know, go on this adventure while being chased by, you know, a bunch of other men. Um, but, you know, you can't hear Daisy's thoughts, but you can hear Tom's thoughts. Um, so to me, this con- the concept was really cool. Like, I love one of my like a lot of my favorite stories are original of. Huh? They're like original, like like you like. This is actually, you know, yeah, this is an, an original story. I've never seen anything like it. I mean, you know, people going to a, and colonizing a new planet is mm-hmm. isn't really a new concept, but like you know, hearing thoughts and stuff like that, I thought it was you know a very neat idea. Um, and you know, I love ideas like that. You know, where you know they're traveling to a new world, they're trying to colonize, they're trying to do this. Um, and I really like it, but man, this movie had so much potential, but it just really missed the mark. It was not, yeah. you know, it, it just, yeah, it was not good. Um, it looks like one of those movies, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I was, you know, I heard, I heard it was pretty mediocre, but I really liked the, the plot and, you know, who was in it. So I was like, ah, let me check this out. You know, Matt mm-hmm. Mickelson, he, he kind of plays the bad guy and, you know, he's dope, but you know, the, the ending was very... I mean, this is this is just one of the problem. The ending was kind of anticlimactic. Like, it's just like really that's you know it just like you're ends. with this. Yeah, but like All even right. how the story was structured, like you never felt like there was a real sense of danger to the main characters. Oh, okay. Um, you know, there there wasn't really any obstacles put in their path. Um, it was just kind of just like a bland, boring movie. Um, you know, disappointing with the cast and the director. I mean, it wasn't written by Doug Lyman, but, you know, he did a really good job directing it, but mm-hmm. the story just, you know, it kind of, it was there. It missed the mark. That's but, a shame, um, you know? Yeah. I so, feel, you know. I feel like, like, I haven't watched a couple, I, I gotta watch, like, other Tom Holland movies, because I feel like I've only seen him in Marvel movies. Sp- Spider-Man? Yeah, and, like, he did Cherry... He did this. He did... I heard Cherry was... Yeah. Okay, too, right? And then uh, he did that movie uh, Devil Among Us or something like that with uh, Robert Pattinson. Oh, yeah. He did... Um, uh, oh, the Devil All the Time. That's the Devil All the Time. Like, I didn't I, see that one. I heard I that was... I didn't see it either, and I heard yeah. it was that. Like, and for Tom Holland, I'm kind of like, oh, come on, man. Like pick a good movie to be in <laughs> like yeah well the you know what the movie that put him on the map which you should see is the impossible have you seen that one Mm-mm. so that's so. so the impossible is based on um that uh tsunami that happened in thailand in 2014 that like you know just killed so many people mm-hmm. um it, it, it's really it you know that stars naomi watts and um ewan mcgregor Hugh McGregor, that movie is good, and you know, pretty much Tom Holland is pretty much the the star of that movie, um, as a very young kid, and he's awesome in it. He's really fucking good. Um, so I would check that one out because you know, after that, like, he was in the heart of the sea, but then, oh yeah, you know, he was that's in the heart of the sea. So yeah, yeah that's yeah, that's when he. I actually didn't see that, but you know, that's when he started his like Marvel his Marvel run. Well, he did that movie with Chris Hemsworth, too, so. Yeah, so. But, yeah, so that's uh, Chaos Walking. I think I watched that on Hulu as well, so. 
So real, I I, I want to mention this movie before I pose the question, but I'll make it quick. Uh, I watched. I finally watched Underwater with uh, Kristen Stewart. <gasps> yes. And uh, what do you think? Vincent Cassell and and yeah, it, you know it was. I, I I didn't really have high expectations for it. Mm-hmm. Um, it felt. It's like a good movie, but it feels very familiar to me, mm-hmm. um, which is it's like it's fine. You know, it's like the abyss with like an added element to it, I guess. Right. But like I I have to say, like, I only really watched this movie because I, I, I want to give Kristen Stewart like another chance, mm-hmm. you know, like as an actress and her in this movie, she was actually like good. Yeah, um, she was great. In it. I th- yeah, I think her acting was awesome, and this, you know, like, I'm not saying that this movie's like bad. I mean, it's 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 action packed. It's it starts you right off from the fucking beginning and kind of doesn't slow down. The concept is cool. It's mysterious. It's thrilling. Um, yeah, it's um, I, like I, it was one of the definitely the last movies that I saw, you know, in theaters, um, close to the last, but, um, you know, again, I had low expectations for this and I was really surprised. I thought it was a really good monster movie. Yeah. Um, and though, I think the, the biggest issue for me was, is there's a bunch of underwater sequences. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, of course the movie's called underwater, but like, The ones that were filmed, like, inside, you know, whether they're in a tank or something, like, you know, when they're in a suit and they're in the water. Because, you know, it's all about this, you know, this underground facility or this underwater facility mm-hmm. starts, like, getting flooded and they have to escape. But I felt like when they were in their suits in the water, the CGI was just – it was very muddy and gross and you couldn't tell what's going on. Like, I yeah. remember being confused, like, in an action sequence, like – Wait, what happened to that guy? Like, it it, it had a really bad sense of awareness because mm-hmm. I think what a movie needs to do is make sure you know, like, you're aware of the space and in what what's happening. Right. It that that like in those sequences, it didn't do a very good job, in my opinion. No, but I agree. And I think um, everything else was like really good. Yeah, and that that's probably one of the issues that I had with it too because watching those sequences i was i was just like they're just moving way too comfortably to even be underwater and they're like six miles deep underwater and it's like like i had anxiety because of like that (laughs) concept but like these people like i feel like none of them had an ounce of fear of like being underwater outside walking on the ocean floor at six and a half miles down mm-hmm. like they were afraid yeah. of like other shit going on like that happens in the movie but yeah uh you know so that that's that's the only thing that kind of took me out of it a bit mm-hmm. um yeah the uh, you know yeah. the movie's called underwater and unfortunately the underwater scenes just didn't work for me <laughs> Or us, I should right. say. Right, <laughs> right. But everything else worked. Like everything you know, was was really good. Like I thought the the uh, beginning of the movie was phenomenal. Dude, like, the whole first five I, minutes of that movie. Yeah, how it all went down. I'm like, you, you know how like when you start yeah. a movie sometimes and you're like 
still like scrolling on your phone or something. Mm-hmm. Like the second like one thing went, psh, I just like looked up and I was like, oh shit, okay, I gotta put the phone. Down yeah, and gotta, watch this. gotta pay attention. Like, <laughs> <to this. laughs> it was good, man. It pulled you yeah. right in, you know. But yeah, you know the uh, some of the other issues. But you know, definitely give it a watch. And you know, Kristen Stewart, um, you know, she did very well in this. I think T.J. Miller was a little too comedic, but. Uh, yeah there was one element of the movie with him that i really liked and i thought it was like kind of cute and and funny with like the passing of that little like stuffed animal thing Uh uh-huh and like all of them like had this same kind of like uh feeling about it they're like oh 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 yes thank you like (laughs) like like they're literally fighting for their lives and they're like take the stuffed horse like take it with you it was just like a funny macguffin for me but uh yeah yeah but all right all right so let me let me uh, ask my question, and I'll tell you why I'm asking my question. So, okay, I've been having a problem these past couple nights, um, like picking something to go to sleep, and I feel uh-huh. like I kind of always find myself at the same handful of movies, regardless of what streaming service I have. Like mm-hmm. last night, I put on The Martian to fall asleep to. Like, Mm -hmm. and I've probably done that like 15, 20 times easily (laughs) that I can remember, right? Because it's just such a great flowing movie. It's not a lot of loud bangs and stuff. Like, it's kind of interesting and comedic and good story and whatever. And it's, you can kind of, like, for me, it's like, it's a lot of talking. So, like, it kind of lulls me to sleep. So, Mm -hmm. like, do you find yourself, like, like, what are, like, what's your, like, go-to movie? Like, if you can't find something to watch or, like, what's your, like, go-to thing if you do this, like, to fall asleep at night? Well, I mean, I don't watch movies when I, like, when I put on the fall asleep. Like, usually for me, when I, because I always have the TV on when I fall asleep, but I always have YouTube on. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's usually between three things. And it's super random things. Of course. Um the first is Bob Ross because he all of his episodes are on YouTube. Um, I, dude, I li- like I fall asleep. I I don't need the TV to fall asleep too. I fall asleep very easily. Like a lot of people are jealous of me for that. I think that's why my you know I'm very. I think my daughter has my genes because she falls asleep very easily as well, and she sleeps through the night. Lucky you but guys. I know we're yeah we're extremely lucky, but um, you know, but you know for Bob Ross. I never get to the end. I never see what the finished painting is. <laughs> I I watch the beginning brush strokes and like, you know, that's about it. Yep. Um, but, you know, it's just very soothing to watch, you know, him painting the brush strokes or whatever. Dude, absolutely. Um, the other thing is a YouTube channel called The Detail Geek. And mm-hmm. pretty much it's just the guy who details cars. And... You the watch way him, he, like, polish cars and stuff? Like, yeah, he every every video is exactly the same, and it's amazing. You know, first he shows, like, these these cars are disgusting. Oh, okay. Like, people bringing these to filthy cars on the inside, and he makes them, like, brand new. It's ridiculous. Are they, like, everyday kind of cars? Like, someone comes in with their Honda Civic? or they, Yeah, like, every, okay. yeah every, everyday kind of cars and stuff like that. Um, you know, family... You know, family cars where, you know, they have kids and it's just disgusting on the yep. inside. It's like French fries um, under the seat type shit. Yeah. So the the beginning is him like washing the outside of the car and doing all this and that. That's my least favorite part. I like when he starts um, 
really cleaning rugs and like mats where he's like power oh, yeah. like he uses like a this brush he sprays something on the on the rug or on the mat and then he like uses his brush on like a hand drill and like it just really scrubs it up and then he takes his power washer and just power washes the shit of it to me that's like really calming just like watching that oh it's so uh, satisfying because you're like oh yeah let him look at him get all that grit out of that rug pretty, like, <laughs> pretty much dude it is very <laughs> yeah. satisfying oh, that's and then awesome. the last thing the last thing is i'm a big disney parks nerd mm-hmm. there's this one youtube channel where he just like he doesn't talk or anything he just walks around the parks with his like you know in 4k he just you know walks around the parks the resorts I put that on in five minutes. I'm like, I'm out. So the, between those yeah. three things, that's what I put on to go to sleep at night. <laughs> Good for you, man. Yeah. Yeah. But so not a movie, unfortunately, you know, I don't yeah. have a go-to movie to, to go to sleep to, but. No, that's fair. Yeah. But cool. But yeah, any, any anything you want to add to that? Uh, Yeah. Uh, no, I. Nah, not really. I mean, I, I kind of like I'll I'll search for a movie or something, and I'll always land on like a ha- like a handful. Like, and then if like Nina's not sleeping yet, like we always land on I think it's Julia and Juliet with um uh Meryl Streep and uh, oh Julia and Julia, right? Juliet and Julia or something. It's about I think it's Julia and Julia, isn't it? I don't think so. I don't know, but oh, it's yeah, it's I about this woman. I can't. What's her name? She played Lois Lane in Man of Steel. Oh, Amy Adams. Amy Adams. Yeah. Um, she plays a a woman who's who has like the shittiest job in the fucking world. It was it, this is like right after nine eleven. So she's like one of those, you know, call us if you have health problems after the towers fell, people, mm-hmm. and she needs to like do something. So she like blogs and goes through Julia Child's uh uh french like cooking book and does a you know a recipe a day or some shit and blogs about it and it's just like it's really cool because dude meryl streep and stanley tucci have like beautiful fucking chemistry in movies and like Mm -hmm. this like this movie their chemistry is so good you're like god they're definitely married and like in love you know Mm -hmm. and it's like it's just it's just like a really fun kind of movie and she you know nina loves it and like i'm kind of in love with it now too because i've seen it so many times and that's another movie where you just like you watch it and you're just like oh this is like this is like really cool and it's just calming and it puts me to sleep you know Mm -hmm. nice but something that's not calming and something that does not put you to sleep and that is Shang Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. <laughs> Heck transition, yeah. transition, transition. <laughs> I know. Yeah, so uh, let's get into the conversation. Um, spoilers. Spoilers morning. from here on out. If you haven't seen the movie, go check it out. But um, this movie was fucking awesome. Yeah. Like, I, you know, I didn't have any expectations. Like, you know, I was going to see it regardless because it's a Marvel movie. Mm-hmm. But. I couldn't believe how impressed I was by this movie. Like, I think uh, it has, to me, I think this is the best, it's hard to say, but I think this is like one of the best origin stories for one of their heroes. Mm -hmm. Like, I think the whole, without getting too much into like, you know, deep conversation, I'm just trying to give my general thoughts here. I think... You know, the story with his family was great. And, like, 
um, and everything, you know, the, the stunt choreography, the fight choreography, some of the action set pieces were just phenomenal. Some of the best in the MCU, mm-hmm. um, just, you know, just so impressed uh, with this movie. Um, what did, what did you think? Yeah. So general first thoughts of this movie is, is yes, it, it exceeded my expectations. It's a fucking Marvel superhero Kung Fu movie. And it like knows that that's what it is. And there are like Kung Fu genre, like elements in it. And it, it just adds to the story, but I I like it that Marvel, like allowed for that to kind of come into this movie. Like it shows a respect for the culture and they know like what this movie kind of is. Um, and I'm just really happy that they like allowed for that to kind of be in it as much as it was. And this wasn't just like a, like a cardboard cutout, like Marvel kind of origin story, you Mm -hmm. know, like, like they're like, look, we're doing a, a story about a, you know, this guy and, and with it comes this whole background of culture and stuff. And we're going to put it in the movie and, you know, it adds to the story like a lot, and it. Yeah, I mean, makes it was it was pretty. It. It, honestly, it was pretty bold of them to do this big blockbuster movie, where the first fifteen minutes were like subtitled, mm-hmm. like like that's you but don't that's, see that. But that's but, what I love about it. But that's what I loved about it. It's yeah. like don't yeah. give me people speaking English when you know that they don't speak English. You know, yeah. like, like, like give they, me some they reality. Did, yeah, they they spoke. You know, they they spoke in Chinese at like the, you know, appropriate times when, you know, they, you know, this is a time where, you know, we need to, we can speak Chinese. Everyone here speaks Chinese, you know? Yep. And, um, yeah, I love that. I love that aspect of it. Um, yeah. yeah. So de- definitely go see this movie. Um, a, a couple people have said, or I've heard that they're a little upset with how they kind of, uh, retconned some stuff, you know, but, um, I, I, I think this is like a modern take on a character and on a story that fits in the MCU and fits in our world today, you know, um, mm-hmm. uh, uh, what's the dad's name in this? I can't, I can't remember right now. It's, uh, well uh, the, well, so the, um, his name was Zhu. I'm butchering this name. Zhu 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 Wen Wu. Yeah, but, he he's played by Tony Long. Yeah, Tony Long. Uh, so definitely one of the top villains in the MCU. Yeah. Like, well, I mean, this guy's like a this guy's also like a legend, like a kung yeah. fu legend. Like this, he was awesome. He was the best part in the movie. He was phenomenal. Yo, I love how like you, your opinion of him changes throughout yeah. this movie. Mm-hmm. Like. You kind of are like, all right, dude, you kind of suck and you're an asshole in the beginning. Like you're this heartless kind of guy. And then you get like a backstory on him. Like like the flashback sequences in this movie could feel um, uh, like like it can make you feel like that they happen maybe too often in some instances. Mm-hmm. But they their overall contribution to the story uh makes it make sense like mm-hmm. like it they always did like here's this situation that happened and then they flash back 
to a part that makes you understand like why the characters acted in the way that they did in the present day situation. So you're just like, oh fuck, okay, cool. <laughs> like now, like now I understand, you know. And it adds, yeah. it adds the character development there for you. And um, it, 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 I think it was very well done, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, even the beginning sequence with him, like when he met his wife, um, like fighting in the forest, I thought that entire sequence was just so beautiful. It mm-hmm. was like storytelling through uh, action, yep. you know, like they kind of fall in love like in this, like it's like, man, she's going to go for this like horrible guy. Like what's happening right, here? Right, but, right. Um, you know. It's like I thought it was beautiful. I thought it was great. I loved it. And then you know we 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 haven't even talked about uh, Simu Lu, mm-hmm. who plays you know Shang Chi. I thought the way they introduce his character was brilliant. Yeah. You know, because I have you know I don't I literally know nothing about Shang Chi. Like I don't know his this character whatsoever. And I thought how they introduced his character was brilliant because. Um, me going in and when he when he wakes up I'm thinking that he's just a nobody right now like I don't know what his powers are I don't know like what makes him so you know you know what makes him like a Marvel superhero like I have no idea Mm -hmm. I know he fights but that's about it so like finally when you get the reveal like in in on the bus I'm like holy shit like this is I, I wasn't expecting it at all. One you know, of the I, best. I didn't watch any of the trailers or anything like that. Yeah, I mean, I um, kind of didn't either. And that's that bus sequence is one of the best fight scenes dude. in any action movie. Like, put that up to like a John Wick movie, like yeah. or, or or like just like anything. Like, it's I got so I, got, I need well to rewatch that entire sequence. Oh, yeah. it's so good. It's so oh my, good. Uh, yeah. It's and the guy on the phone recording, like that dude, like that level like that they put in there of him like hey oh hey guys this is your boy here we got this fight going on in the bus well you know he was in uh one of the spider-man movies, homecoming right? yeah was it homecoming yeah because he... he's like i think he tells spider-man to do a flip or something like that yep. i forget what it was yeah yep. but um yeah that entire sequence easily for me one of the best action set pieces in the mcu like oh yeah it's it's brilliant um, I mean, this, so this movie was directed by Destin Daniel Cretton, and um, this, this is like definitely like a, his... is he like a stuntman or something? Because no, there's so he, that are doing movies now. No, so he actually came from like drama. So he had this phenomenal movie called Short Term Twelve. Have you yeah, seen it? No, no. Oh, he did Just Mercy with uh, Just Mercy. Michael he did um, the Glass uh, Castle. I, I heard that was not good, but Short Turn 12 is very, very good. You should definitely check that one out. And I think that's what made the drama in this movie so good is because he knows how, he knows drama. Like, mm-hmm. Short Turn 12, and I haven't seen Just Mercy. I heard good things, but, like, like the family dynamics is, like, it's just really good storytelling. I think that's what he was able to bring to this movie mm-hmm. um, was, you know, just family, family drama um because you know he was also part of the screenwriting team for for, for shang chi um but the so it's funny we just talk about the well this isn't funny but the <laughs> you were just talking about the stunt core, core like the stunt choreography 
I was actually just like kind of looking up some things before this, but so the stunt choreographer, his name was uh, Brad Allen, Bradley Allen, uh, right? Bradley Allen. I want to make sure I get his name right. Yeah, Bradley Allen. Uh, he actually was the first um, white guy to get put on Jackie Chan's like team. Oh yeah, I heard this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, but he actually passed away like August seventh. He just he. This he is... just missed the movie premiere, right? Yeah, so I don't. I actually didn't see what exactly he passed away from, but um, sucks. yeah, he was the, he was the supervising stunt coordinator for this movie, um, which you know, very sad to hear that because I mean, the stunt choreography for this movie was phenomenal. I mean, you want to see movies where you can see them fighting each other, and that's what you see in this movie. You're letting you're letting people who know kung fu like do their job. Yeah, you know, a hundred percent, dude, and it. And it shows, like, the sequences yeah. are so well done, and they don't mm-hmm. look bad. There's no, like, choppy, like, shaky cam. It's all it's all wide shots because um, uh, uh, Simu Liu can do his own stunts, essentially, yeah. like, outside. Because he, he actually knows how to, how to like, fight. So, mm-hmm. like, all the fucking wide back shots of of them just like fighting and shit like it, it's it's so good it's so mm-hmm. good. and it's such a respect for like the genre that the film falls in and mm-hmm. you know um but i don't even want to go any further until we talk about aquafina in this movie because <laughs> they were like this movie's pg-13 and we're gonna give aquafina all the curse words to say because <laughs> she has the best delivery of anybody <laughs> and uh <laughs> Uh, I feel like a lot of Marvel movies, like, jokes fall short and flat sometimes, but every single time in this movie she, like, had a line, it just hit every single time. Like, I love her. I want more Aquafina, for sure. Yeah, I, you know, this wasn't my favorite movie with her. I think she's she's really great. Um I, yeah, I just thought she was fine in this movie. I thought, you know, I think she did, you know, I think she did well, um, kind of as the person who's just like, you know, she's the audience, you know, um, we, we are her in this movie, you know, cause she has no idea what the heck is going on. So we're, we're learning everything through her. Um, and you know, yeah, I thought she, she was fine. Um, I, yeah, it's funny. I'm on the opposite view. I don't think some of the comedy hit in this movie. Um, I definitely wasn't laughing as mm-hmm. much. Um, you know, they 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 did the whole bits of them doing karaoke. You know, at the beginning and the end of the movie, and I think they really tried to like play that up to be funny. But I was just, you know, I thought it was cl- kind of clever, I guess. But I didn't really laugh at it. But. Um, yeah, I think that's one of the things that just didn't work for me was the comedy. Some mm-hmm. of it was, like, pretty good. Um, but I don't think the comedy from Aquafina really hit. And I'm just kind of curious where they're going with her character because for whatever reason, you know, I don't want to get into the end, you know, the end, like, the post-credit sequences yet, but why do they need her? So we'll we'll get there because, um, I yeah, I definitely want to have a whole conversation about that, mm-hmm. but... There's a lot I want to talk about with this movie. Um, uh, I feel like uh, just like a minor kind of 
like thing I had with it is like they advertised like Abomination in this, and he was in it for the amount of time that he was in the trailer, and then he like leaves. Like, was that he, was that supposed to be Abomination? Yeah, yeah. So that's Abomination. Uh, Are you sure? Yeah, yeah, it's confirmed. He's uh, fighting. Really? Oh, he looked different. That's why I didn't think it was him. I, I think they made him look slightly different um, just to modernize him a bit probably or, you know, okay. do whatever they wanted to do with him. Okay. Uh, and he's fighting Wong. Yeah. Um, But then at the end of the fight, it's like Wong opens up a fucking portal and he, like, walks through this hole. And they're essentially like, all right, like, you know, we'll go back to training. So, like. This is like a common thing, I think, for Abomination to be training with Wong and fighting and stuff. And there's like people that are saying where he goes to in through that like portal is actually the raft, which is what uh, mm. Ross's place is that we saw in Civil War and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that's potentially like hinting at like the Thunderbolts as they've been doing now at the end of Marvel movies with uh, uh, Dreyfus's character. Mm, um, yeah. So I think Julia Louis Dreyfus. Julia Louis Dreyfus, Ju- uh, her character. So like, it's it's speculated that she's setting up this like anti-hero Avengers thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, and like Abomination might be in it as like their version of the Hulk or something. Mm, interesting. Okay. Um. So like, I, I I like that they threw that in there, but I kind of wish they didn't put it in the trailer. You know, like. Because it's kind of like a carrot, and then it's like, ah, I'm going to pull it back, you know? Yeah, like, see, I, I watched the – um, I didn't watch any of the trailers at all for this, and I watched it afterwards, and uh, I was like, yeah, I was kind of surprised that – you couldn't see Wong's face in it, but you mm-hmm. knew he was like a sorcerer because I think they used showed his power. Yeah. But um, – yeah, I was a little little surprised by that as well. But I, I I had no idea Abomination was supposed to be in this. So oh okay, I, th- I thought it was it was clever. Um, but so I I think for this movie, um, the first I feel like the first maybe like half to two thirds was like an amazing perfect movie. Like I thought this was like mm-hmm. great. I, I again I love the movie. I just don't think the the ending was as strong because they kind of throw you into this like f- fantasy fantastical world. Yeah. Um, you know, they they just introduce something completely new. Mm-hmm. And I'm never like a big fan of what <clears throat> like when movies do that where, you know, they're hinting at something this entire time. But like this was like a big, you know, a big thing where they have to explain a lot of what's going on and they kind of don't (laughs) yeah it's kind of like vague oh we had these creatures take over a land now they're in a hidden portal and you know now it's calling out to the father and he has to go unlock it so i wasn't (laughs) yeah so i wasn't as big on that i mean i thought all of the action and everything that comes with it was really cool I just didn't like. I just don't like them. I didn't like the idea of them introducing that whole concept. I think that's you know my one gripe with the movie. I feel like uh, they. I feel like it was. I feel like it was almost unnecessary. Like they could have done this in a way. Well, unnecessary in the respect of like it's a spectacle, and it felt like a spectacle for the purpose of being one. But if you look at how 
it kind of arced off um, uh, Zhu Wenwu's character, his dad. Like, mm-hmm. it kind of, like, it kind of brings him, like, full circle, you know, like, throughout that whole ending sequence. Um, mm-hmm. Because, you know, I mean, that's where the rings are transferred and all that stuff and, and what have you. But um, he kind of, like, redeems himself in a way or, or whatever. But yeah, yeah. I, I, I'll say this. I did not like the end, like, the fight sequences because you go from this, like, hand-to-hand combat yeah. movie. And then you go to him, like, slinging rings around and doing all this crazy, fantastical shit like like dragon ball z shit you know like and Mm -hmm. it just felt almost like two different movies yeah Yeah. you know like that would have been fine if you did that in the second shang chi movie but like putting it in the end of this one like i would have rather have had a bus scene type fight scene at the end you know like yeah of him then taking the ring and doing it a different way but you know, I mean, it, it's it, it was kind of interesting. Like they travel through a like a wormhole essentially to a different universe yeah. or dimension or place or planet or wherever. The yeah, I wasn't it is. entirely sure. Yeah, like what, how that works. But <laughs> you know, it feels like, and um, we'll talk about this probably more after I bring this up. It feels more like they're you know this is an origin story, but they also you know it's in phase four and they got to connect certain movies that are coming up or have happened and you know a lot of those monster things seem very similar to deviants which is what is going to be the villains in the eternals and i said this at the end of the movie i was because everybody like left and they're like oh we don't know where the rings come from they're just kind of here and yada 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 like what are they what do they really do we don't know Mm. But to me, I'm like, it's obvious. Like, these, this is technology from the Eternals that was either left here. That's what I figured. Yeah, that's what, that's yeah. what I was thinking. So, yeah. like, like that's what I think is the beacon that is uh, in the credit scene or whatever it is. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. calling for the deviants to come. And this is going to be like a, like a flow right into the Eternals movie as to, like, the threat coming because of X, Y, Z. So I think that's kind of why they did that, so that they don't introduce all these, like, creepy-looking fucking monster things and <laughs> the Eternals, along with ten other fucking super Marvel superhero god yeah, I know. people, There's like 10 you know? Them, yeah. So, yeah. you know. Well, it, so speaking of the rings, um, I thought the design and how they worked was fucking awesome. Like, I think they were really cool, you know, how they're able to, you know, for a while I'm thinking they're just like super punching, but I'm realize then I'm realizing like, oh no, the rings are coming off and, and like, like cracking coming, someone. Yeah, then the the rings are coming back on, and you know I like how they can push themselves off the ground mm-hmm. to like, uh, you know, float in the air or do this or do that. Um, uh, because I think in, in the comics, I think the ring like ten rings are actually like on their fingers. Yeah. Right? And they yeah. all and they all have their own different power, whereas it seems like these rings work as like one, yeah, kind of thing, right? And you mm-hmm. will your 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 thing to like do that, do what you want them to do, essentially. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, 
yeah dude, i thought I, it was i loved I it. thought the design was really cool <laughs> yeah and it made them and it made it functional right and yes. it's like that was yeah and that was the thing that some people were like oh there are rings on his arms not on his fingers it's not comic accurate it's like <laughs> gives a shit i thought it was up, pretty dude. dope <laughs> like get over it man like Dude, no uh, one's reading the comics anymore. And, and I like it how they're like, yeah, so when you wear the rings, like, you have powers. You're immortal. Like, you don't age and stuff. And it's like, mm-hmm. and it was really cool because, like, they state that in the beginning. But then you then learn, like, he takes the rings off when he meets his wife. And, yeah. and they live a life. And, like, he kind of ages. And they show you that he ages. And then when, you know, surprise, surprise, the wife dies and the bad guy goes back to being bad and more angry than he was before. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he puts the rings back on and restarts the clan and stuff, um, which kind of gives him this character development and this chip on his shoulder, right? Like, which is kind of justified from his perspective, you know, and, yeah. it, and it makes you relatable to this guy. But then like when he, you know, but then when you're reintroduced to him and, he picks up Shang-Chi and his sister at the fighting club uh, and they go and they have like a family dinner kind of sit down, which is, I think was a beautiful scene. You know, it slowed the movie yeah. down a bit. Dude, it was really good. But it was really good. And it's Dude, like... The, fa- the father, Tony Long, I'm gonna, sorry, I'm probably butchering his real name, but he, again, so good. He's so good. Like him in that scene. And, and you know, they're retconning Iron Man 3 in this movie a lot. And we haven't yeah, even we, gotten to that talk, yet. I want to make sure. Yeah, I want to make sure we talk about that. We haven't talked about <laughs> Morris yet. Like, <laughs> yeah. Um, but like, there's one thing that stood out to me about that that scene where he's talking about like, you know, oh, they stole my name and they called him the Mandarin and like, like he's kind of like making fun of it. But like to me, that whole scene was essentially like modern day Marvel poking fun or calling out like old, like old ideas of comic writing right like mm-hmm. and you'll know what i mean by this like like back in the day all comic book superheroes were drawn as white and when you had like a like an african-american superhero come in it was always like black before the name black panther black adam black uh lightning and like 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 it was to designate and then they created this guy this Chinese character that was like a playoff of the Fu Manchu like like thing and they call him the Mandarin and it's like he jokes about it. He's like they call him the Mandarin like chicken. Like like they <laughs> they literally call him the chicken guy. And it's yeah. like it's fucking hilarious cuz it's just like a it's like a fuck you. Like like this is not what we are, you know? And it's like yeah. this this movie just beautifully like represents itself in so many ways and yeah. Uh but I love yeah. that. Like I love I, that Marvel yeah. brought that family aspect to this movie, and they had. Yeah. That well, I think down. they realized that they uh, they didn't do too great of a job in the past, you know, with the with its characters. I mean, mm-hmm. you also have you know Tilda Swinton as a white man, mm-hmm. or as the maybe not as white man, but as Sorcerer Supreme. Yep. When it probably shouldn't have been, been yeah. her Doctor Stranger. Yeah. You know. But you know. But yeah, it's um. I w- so I wish I had watched it before the movie, but on Disney Plus they had added All Hail the King, which was a a short a, a short film that was created back in you know when Iron Man three came out, and it was it took place after Iron Man three, showing what happened to uh, what's his name Trevor Trevor Slattery 
Trevor Slattery, played by Penn Kingsley. Amazing. And so pretty much, you know, the story he tells in this movie about him in jail being captured, that's what the short film was. Um, so I actually rewatched it the other – I watched it the other day for the first time. Um, it's pretty good. You should check it out if you haven't. I, I, I love Ben Kingsley as Trevor. Oh, oh, hi, hi. Yes, yes, I'm Trevor. Yes. Nice <laughs> to meet you. Welcome. Yeah. Oh, well, don't then, mind Morris. Yeah. <laughs> And then that, like, butt pig thing, whatever the heck it was. Like, uh, where's his face? He's like, oh, no, 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 don't talk about it. Don't. He doesn't like yeah. when people talk about it. Like oh, man. Selling merch. That's yeah. all Marvel's I, doing. I was selling su- merch. I was surprised. I was surprised. He was, um, he was he in, was in the movie a lot more than I thought he was going yeah. to be. And he wasn't in the trailer. Yeah. Was, well, that's good. Yeah. You know? He doesn't need to be. in the trailer. Yeah. He doesn't need to be. <sighs> Yeah. He was he was so good though, yeah. and and you know what the, it it brings it home to where they're like, look, we're trying to fix this, you know, like like you know he wasn't the Mandarin, we're sorry, <laughs> but, you know, like and they did it in a way, and and like you know people ten years from now, it'll all work, you know, like we'll, yeah, you know, be like, oh great, yeah, yeah. works for me. <laughs> well, so we're uh, we're running a little bit late, but let's yeah. talk about the um, after credit sequences. You already hinted at it before, but you know, at the end of the movie, um, they sing karaoke. What do you mean? I mean, that's uh, that's what they do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they do karaoke, but then um, what they, what is uh, it? Wong's character. What is his name? Yeah, so Wong shows up when. Sean... Is that his name in the movie too? Because his real name is Benedict Wong. No, his name's Wong. Yeah. So in the movie, he's Benedict Wong, right? Yeah. Or, sorry, his real name is Benedict Wong. Oh, say okay. So Wong is his name. Okay, so that's why I was like, okay, never mind. Never mind. You good? You all right? You're I'm back? good. So yeah. Okay. So Wong, he he kind of is talking to them about you know where the rings are coming from. And there's a beacon, whatever. So yeah, we think that's you know has something to do with the Eternals. Of course, that is the next Marvel film coming out. Yeah. So that's my uh, prediction, okay. and uh, I think it'll fall in real nice on how these rings are connected to the planet that are connected to the Eternals, and this is how they, uh, you know, this is how they justify Shang Chi, who's just a normal guy, to kind of like walk amongst gods, right? Like he has this you know ancient power that and thing that he wields you know mm-hmm. like and yeah. it makes him equal to these beings or something like that like like i really like it and you know what if if he if he pops up in an act in an after credit scene of eternals and that's how they're connecting and stuff like i'm all in dude like i'm all in like I, I, yeah. i'm like i'm loving the approach that marvel is taking right now with their next phase because they're kind of going slow, mm-hmm. you know, and I think that they know that they have to because the concept that they're introducing is like, like you could get lost in the weeds, dude. Yeah. Like I feel like it's gonna get real fucking. I'm okay squirrely. with them taking their time. I'm I'm totally cool. I'm good. With I mean, I, I'm in. I, I mean, they, I am they extremely took, they, they excited. Took their, they took their sweet time with like the Infinity Saga. So hey, it took yeah. them, you know, how many movies to get there? So. Got five movies until we actually got to look at who the villain is. And, like, the cool thing is, is right now, we kind of know who the villain is, but we don't, you know? Because yeah. we saw a version of the villain 
but he's not but he wasn't a like like it's it's You're so, talking about Kang? Kang, yeah, like it's and so Loki. fucked yeah. like yeah, like it's so fucked how they're doing it. They're like ah But he's going to yeah. be different. Like it's it's like you have no idea and no. we have so many but then you have like Doctor Strange coming with the multiverse of madness where you're like what the hell is that about? Like like yeah. it's just they're throwing so much shit like Spider-Man's going to be fucking roller coaster oh, and man, if they and if, and if they give us more than one spider-man in that movie blow the doors off dude <laughs> i mean yeah we'll talk yeah we'll talk about that another time but, yeah yeah so then um the other you know the very after credit sequence it has you know, we haven't even talked about his sister really at all but she wasn't um, really like this is the thing like she wasn't really in the movie too much she, she contributed, a, but she she didn't have a lot yeah, of lines. Zay, Zay Ling, yeah. Zay Ling, like like yeah, she takes over the Ten Rings at the end. And oh, this was her first acting credit. Her acting credit, yeah. Oh, good for her. May May Magner Zhang. Yeah, like I thought she was good, yeah. but I feel like they didn't give her a lot. You know, like no. But I mean, now wasn't her the, movie though. I think we're gonna see her more because they after that last credit sequence, it's either. They're just showing her that that now she's the boss of this, yeah. Like, or like you know that's where she she's gonna be doing now, or they're setting her up for something even more. Well, so. they're saying the ten rings will return. So yeah, they did say that, but she has Shang Chi has the ten rings. So yeah, but she's yeah, in be, control of their tribe. So I'm curious to see what they do there. Yeah, you, it'll be you know who's you know who's still floating around that we haven't seen where the fuck he is yet. Is uh, in the first Doctor Strange movie. What's that guy's name? Uh, um, Wadu. Um, the Mads Mikkelsen character? No, 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 no. The guy who's like, who like helps train Doctor Strange. I, I, I'm gonna butcher his like. like he's got a, a difficult, not a difficult name, just a name I'm not good at pronouncing. Yeah, Chiwetel Ejiofor. Oh, Chiwetel Ejiofor. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Like he's still floating around, dude, and I feel like he's gonna pop up any movie now. Yeah. Because he's like floating around the fucking where wherever the hell he is doing. <laughs> you know, like so. Yeah. I don't know. It's gonna get really cool. I'm excited. Yeah. Move your mic back, bro. We can't hear you. Oh, my bad. I'm sorry. <laughs> ah! Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm curious. Yeah, what, what's going on with his character? Because they like teased him at the end credit sequences. I think, right? Mm-hmm. In Doctor Strange. Yeah. Yep. But all right. Well, any any final thoughts for Shang Chi in the Legend no, of the just, Ten Rings? No, just uh, just just go and see it in the theater because this is the first movie that they've released only in theaters. Mm-hmm. Not on Disney mm-hmm. Plus, and this movie needs to do well so that we get more of that happening. Yeah. And I don't want to have movies pushed because of low box office numbers. Like, <laughs> well, I think Paramount was it Paramount. One company just—I think it was Paramount just pushed uh, Top Gun, Mission Impossible, Jackass, year. like. Yep. They just push so many movies, but yeah. But they also Sony just I think moved up. Yeah, they moved up. Uh, uh, Venom. Venom. Yeah, Venom two. Yeah. But all right. Well, yeah. This uh, Shang Chi was dope. Um, I can't wait to watch it again. I'm actually really excited. Once it yeah. comes, you know, whenever it comes to Disney Plus, I'll be watching it. So. Oh, definitely. Yeah, but all right. Well. Um, 
I don't know what we'll be talking about next time. Well, I, maybe James Wan's new movie, Malignant. I don't know. Malignant or Candyman. If we can get Candyman in, I'd be down to do that too. Oh, uh, yeah, maybe. Yeah, I'll try to get to, to the theater uh, at some point. Yeah, I'll have yeah. to check that one out. We'll figure it out. So. Yeah, we'll get it together. All, All right, right. See you, everyone. Bye, everyone.